what, what about if you, how does objectivism deal with, uh, or teach you to think about if you have moral stains on you in your past and, and black marks where you exercise bad judgment, where you did the wrong thing, despite knowing you, that it was the wrong thing. Um, how do you deal with that? Yeah, so that's really tough. And I've been kind of obsessed with that personally, right? Like I've spent hours talking to some of the objectivist philosophers about this specific issue. Um, I mean, the most important thing is uh, recognizing that, you know, there are prices to be paid for errors in judgment, right? And you have to, you and anyone impacted by those decisions have to each make that determination yourself, right? So I have to, on a case-by-case basis, decide you know, what was the error I made? Why did I make it? And what, if anything, can I do to forgive myself? And I also have to understand if I've made that decision, if I come to a certain, you know, answer, that doesn't mean the other people impacted will agree, right? They have to come to their own decision and I have to recognize that as well. And there is a line, I don't know exactly where the line is and I'm obsessively trying to find it, but there is a line you can't come back from. If you choose to murder someone, if you like you in object in Ayn Rand's view explicitly, she said in an ideal world, someone who murders someone would be put to death. That you right. you cannot come back, your soul cannot come back from having consciously decided to kill someone. Like that is her view, right? And so in objectivism, there is a line, right? Of you know, you cannot rebuild yourself. But I think, you know, I'm torn because the Buddhism and all of this other stuff says, you know, compassion is endless. And we've talked to it at length. Can you be compassionate for Kim Jong-un and these other people, right? And so that's a very difficult thing, but it is involved with this issue of pride um, and understanding what am I proud of? What can I do? Um, and, and those yeah. sorts of things. So it's, I mean, I think there's a bigger topic there and it's not, I, I've not seen it as directly related to the objectivist virtue of pride. I've really prodded them about it because again, pride is what you should aim at and our virtues are what you should aim at. So this is part of life and, and you have to be try and be objective and rational um, about it, but it's not what you're aiming at anyways. But yeah, so it, it is an important issue with, with implications for how you should feel about yourself as well. Um, my one last thing I'll add is it seems that, you know, let's say there's an error that was half of my soul. The more I grow and the more I build my soul, that relatively becomes smaller and it's easier to carry, right? The mistakes I've made, I never forget them and I never fully forgive myself, but that black mark gets smaller. And and in some cases, it is just for me to carry the mistakes I've made forever. And I just have to accept that and, and move forward. But what really the crux of the issue for me, especially in complex moral issues, is was it an error in judgment or an error in knowledge? And that's really hard to know because if you really thought like, you know, if you thought it was right to kill someone because you're a soldier, like, right. So, and then you decide, oh, maybe the war was wrong and how do I feel about it? Right. So there are very, it's very, very complex in these tough situations to actually know, was it an error in judgment or an error in knowledge? And that's what I'm trying to figure out um, because I had the wrong morality. So, uh, so that's, uh, Right. And and I mean, the thing is, even if you've made a horrible error in judgment, um, 
there is probably some path to redemption. I mean, there's certainly some value you can bring to the world, if nothing else, as a way to explain to people. I mean, it, like say you are a soldier and you, you killed someone and then you realized it was a moral error or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and then you go on a, a write a book and go on a book tour or speaking so, all over the world about how it was that you were led down that, that, that path and mm -hmm. how it ended up in a murder and um, how other people can avoid getting caught in the same trap and falling for the same propaganda and, and making the same errors in judgment. Um, so that, that, that is good for the world. It's good for, right. So there's two, I, sorry to interrupt, but there's two important things there. One is that you said it's good for the world, but objectivism doesn't hold the world's benefit as the purpose of life. It holds your benefit. Right. So the whole idea of self-esteem is, am I worthy of living? And if you gotcha. honestly think you've committed a sin that you can't come back from, like it's, it's, I don't, I like the correct action. Uh, this is, you know, quite out of left field, I guess, but the correct action would be to end your life. If you want to be just not to continue to add more misery to yourself such that you can then benefit the world somehow, because the world's life isn't the world isn't what your end is your life is and if you can't live your life because you'll never forgive yourself okay. then you can't live your life well let's and suppose also, you could feel ra pride rationally from the fact that you are bringing a message uh, you're bringing value to others in a way that you are providing value you're being productive. right and you're so doing all these the when i taught this is getting into a more psycho psychological thing right and so i talked at length with a friend of mine about this and the his premise is that if you really made the moral error, because again, so, uh, uh, um, there's an error in knowledge can have, be having the wrong moral system, right? So if this, right. this soldier thought he was doing the right thing and then realized right. he didn't, he would want to prevent people from being indoctrinated with the wrong knowledge to, from making the right. same mistake. That's different than me knowing I should yeah. not be doing this and I'm still going to do it. Yeah. And so the whole idea that my friend argued, and I've not thought deep about it, is that if you actually get to that point, you're not going to be able to recover, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because the, the psychology is aimed in a certain direction at that point, to a degree that how can we ever yeah. know how you would turn your life around to then really face the truth and start digging back? And so he just made it seem like, Maybe there's a fringe case where that happens, but the psychology of what happens when you commit that, right? So that's the whole idea. You, uh, you know, uh, you're punished by your right. sins, not for them, right? Yeah, and, and, it, it, and I, I'm thinking of that uh, Solzhenitsyn quote where he says, uh, you know, violence can only be concealed by the lie and the lie can only be maintained through violence. And so right. once you've, once you've, you've um <laughs> committed violence and you've and you've told yourself this lie it can only be only negative things can come from that you're now right. irredeemable and because you now have to carry out violence essentially to keep maintaining that lie in your own sense you, you've now right. embarked on this um path of of complete destruction right and so that's why like I mean, philosophy and psychology really intersect at the point of individual decisions, right? And so the whole idea is if you really make a decision you know in the moment to be egregiously wrong, 
and you still do it, can you ever recover? And I'm sure uh, Jordan Peterson would recommend Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky, which really would say no. And it kind of is a deep analysis of the criminal's mind after having committed a crime that he got away with. Um, right. And so from objectivism's point of view, this is all important to understand and it's a deep context. But it, the virtue of like the way this relates to pride is you have to be aware of this in complicated context and be compassionate to yourself that odds are most people don't make egregious moral errors. They make errors of knowledge, right? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, some people do make moral errors, right? But it, it, it's important to really be compassionate and understand uh, what, what your errors were, why you made them. Um, and if it was a moral, a moral error, can you, you know, come back from it or not? Um, but I think people who commit true, terrible moral errors, they're often not, or they're unlikely to be the ones thinking about these issues and having these kind of conversations, um, yeah. would be my guess. Um, but yeah, so there is, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of very interested in the, that side of it, of the redemption side and objectivism doesn't seem to have much on that. Right, and I kind of want to be able to grow that aspect of it, and that's why I'm interested in psychology and philosophy. And you know, there's a lot to be said for okay, here are the seven virtues, just do it. But if you're over here, right, if you're on this other side, you have to tear down a lot before you can start rebuilding, either implicitly or explicitly. You have to choose to, or that happens to a lot of people, and they're left without you know any sense of grounding at all, and so. It's really about figuring out how do we get down to then start building the proper building. Um, but I think pride is what you aim at, right? And, and I think pride is so important for individuals to feel they can feel because pride is saying, I am worth it. I am good. Um, and I mean, fundamentally, that's, you need that or why are you alive? If you don't feel good about being alive, why are yeah. you alive? Um, and all of the other answers come from, well, you're alive because God says you're alive and that's just good because God says so, or you're alive to serve the state or to help your family or whatever. And so there's all of these other reasons people claim you should be alive, but the only real one is you should be alive because you feel good about being alive um, right. and you want to live because it feels good. It's good to be alive. And that is pride. That is self-esteem, uh, in, yeah. in my view, at least. It's interesting. I don't know if this is maybe a topic for another time. I, 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 a Facebook friend of mine was talking about how he doesn't want to be alive anymore. He's, he does, he's you know, wanted to end his life for a long time. He's, he's mad at the state that they don't allow him a humane uh, way out where he can get a medically uh, supervised death. Mm -hmm. um, troubling to me. Right. And, you know, yeah. I invited him over. I wanted to chat with him and just see if there's, you know, hear, hear what he had to say. And, you know, I like, he's like, I don't want to come over and be convinced and try to be convinced. Like I've been to therapists. I've, I've had other people try to convince me. I'm like, well, I, I, I won't try to convince you. I, I just want to understand your perspective here and try to figure out, you know, uh, like it, it's interesting to me, both from a policy standpoint, like, should we just, you know, should medical doctors be allowed be permitted to just kill people who want to be 
who say they're done with life, right? Mm. And that's an interesting thing. And I want to see if there's any policy points here we can make from a party. But I also wanted to know for my own sake of, you know, I got kids. I, I never want them to feel this way, like that yeah. there's no point in living. Like you've done everything you think you can do in this life. And you're, you're even proud of some of the things you've done. And you think you've like hit your pinnacle and there's no, no use for you left here in the world. There's nothing more productive that you can do. That's kind of was his take on it. So, I mean, I, I didn't have anything to say back. I, 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 I don't know what to say to that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a longer discussion because I think that's just but, an error, right? There is literally right. no way he could create no value anywhere in the world or for himself. The only, like that would just be an excuse he told himself to think he's not worth living, right? Yeah, yeah that was if kind he, of my If he too. is capable, if he knows, if he claims or knows he's capable, then there is some value you can create. It's more that he can't think of what would be valuable, right? He, he doesn't think anything is worth creating, so he doesn't have values. It's not that he can't create them. Um, that would just be an excuse, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I just, it, it came to mind. Yeah, you're right, that's another longer discussion.